0: All right, everybody. Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk, and today we're bringing you Episode Three. As always, this is James Fairchild, Aaron Pinion, Jared Scott, and I'm Joseph King. Do you guys want to talk about more COVID? No. Nobody
1: does.
2: I don't know, man. I'm tired of hearing. No. That crap, All right, we're well, cool. done with it.
1: Let's uh, grab your Teddy Ruxpin, put on that Rick Astley, <laughs> and get ready to watch the Ghostbusters because we're going back to the '80s. Oh. Yes. You want to talk about the eighties? I'm down for yeah. the eighties, yes, sir. And yes. all of us were born in the eighties, exactly. right? Exactly. So it's an easy, that, it's w- an easy introduction. What a better way to, you know, do a podcast and talk about the decade we all grew up in.
2: Exactly. It was a great time. Ooh. So, great
1: time. Aaron, when when were you born?
2: Eighty six.
1: Eighty six. Eighty six. Eighty six for Jared. Jared. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Eighty seven. So we're there towards the end of the decade. We didn't really grow up in the eighties, but we are some eighties babies. Um, when well, we got
3: to grow up enjoying the good things that came from the 80s, you know, absolutely. we still got to experience them Experience them as we got to grow up.
1: And I think all of our parents, like, kind of, like, you know, they all introduced us to that 80s culture as we were growing up because the 90s were getting, you look at, like, video footage of the 90s, the early 90s, and everybody still has those 80s haircuts. Yeah. yeah. Basketball
0: players are still wearing tiny The shorts. 80s decade definitely bleeded over into the 90s. for sure. For sure.
1: And uh, they did
3: a lot for just fashion and pop culture to begin with. The 80s culture did. That was really a huge turn on for like MTV uh, and just for a lot of advancements, computer technology, a lot of advancements. And so the 80s were kind of a streamline into the future.
1: I mean, MTV was like the, the big, big thing in the 80s. Uh, I remember, well, I obviously don't remember because I was, you know, a sperm at the, <laughs> at the time when MTV <laughs> launched. But at the same time, like that had such a big influence on, you know, pop culture and everything back then. I think that was like teenage to a lower level adulthood. That was like their
0: that was their source of everything as they were right. And the nineteen eighties was like the birth of pop culture. Everything that we come to love as nineties kids was birthed in the 80s
3: and to make you feel super old uh today apparently is kurt loader's 75th birthday kurt loader yeah he used to be an mtv news yeah i remember uh, whatever a, they are anchor i don't i don't DJ. know what they consider this, D, them a, DJ. V, a, D, a vj vj yeah
1: he, he
3: turned 75 today he did Tuesday, the
0: exclusive or, interviews Wednesday. and all kinds of stuff with artists and, and actors was, and things. he was
1: like one of the big time producers for mtv i remember uh when 9-11 broke i watched a lot of the 9-11 i was like fourteen or fifteen when nine eleven happened and I remember watching a lot of nine eleven coverage on M T V and Kurt Loader was like uh you know that famous Chappelle show, where is Jaw? <laughs> <laughs> like Kurt Loader was trying to get a hold of <laughs> Jaw Rule to, <laughs> to watch that. Yeah. Because if I, you're
3: gonna watch nine eleven, I mean think back, Jaw Rule, who else would you go to?
2: I gotta go with my girl J Lo, man, you know, I always
3: She'd be with Jaw Rule at that time. I think yeah, she Fire does. Festival anytime. I, mean, I, hear ja Rule. <laughs> I got.
2: I mean, they were a big part. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And
3: then she went to like Ben Affleck or something. Didn't she? Didn't she mess with the Affleck for a little bit?
1: Yeah, she did. And then she batted around the whole New York Yankees, and she's at the top of the batting order with A Rod now. I think yeah, so. Making a big yeah. money now. Anyway, back to the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sidetracked. Sorry. Uh, what are you guys' favorite movie from the eighties? Everybody pick one. Go. Uh, I have Jared. to pick one. I have to pick one. Just go right now. Just uh, one.
3: Number one would have to be Ghostbusters. Nineteen eighty four. I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. Great movie. Uh, you know Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Ernie Winston.
1: Yeah. Ernie Hudson. That that movie's great. Yeah. And you know, uh, R.I.P. Harold Ramis. Yeah. Uh, the last movie I think I saw him in was uh, Orange County. Remember when he was? Oh the, yeah. He was like doped up on ecstasy. <laughs>
3: harold ramis did a lot of great things you know he, he uh, i liked him as an actor he was in another one of my favorite movies from the 80s uh stripes he was in stripes but his his writing and the work that he did with um ivan reitman was just the mu- the movies and the culture that they created that that you know spin off of saturday night live and the chuck Lore crowd it, it was amazing work they did i
1: think my favorite part from that movie was when uh what is dan Aykroyd's character's name what is it? Ray. It was Bing- Ray. Ray. Ray, yes. Ray, yeah. And they're sitting there and they're like, think of anything. Anything. What is it? What did you think of, Ray? He was like, it, it haunted my dreams as a <laughs> child. What is it? it's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> if you think yeah. J. Edgar Hoover,
3: J. Edgar Hoover is going to show up. Which,
1: if you think about it now, ironically, that does as much bullshit as we've went through in 2020. That absolutely seems like something that could happen. Like, next thing you know, we're going to turn on the TV and Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is walking down Times Square. <laughs> yeah. Anything's your, possible yeah. at this point. And put yourself oh, yeah. in
3: that position. You know, you what if there was one thing, if you had to choose the the version or the the avatar of the traveler, like in Ghostbusters, what's the first thing that comes to your mind right now? Aaron.
2: The green guy. What's
3: yeah,
1: the green guy. Oh, Slimer. 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 Oh, okay. Slimer. Okay. For sure. okay. Oh, you were gonna go with the the specter, the yeah, actual I went with the, cover, yeah, I the their Spectre, logo. Yeah,
2: but I can see the slime coming I, out. You know, I, I'm I'm still, like, still, I'd still, like I'd say, say when it. I
1: think Ghostbusters, I think Slimer. What's the, and then that old ambulance that they had? The Ecto yeah. one. Ecto one. Yeah, that's yeah, it was that's a hearse. Yeah, it was an old school. No, hearse. it was an ambulance, wasn't it? No, it, was it, was ambulance. Was it was an ambulance. It was an ambulance. Old it looks like, ambulance. like a hearse. <laughs> it's an old ambulance.
3: Well, uh, that makes sense. That, you know, they I'm as sure the paramedic
1: the on the podcast, the first I ambulances were hearses. <laughs> but no, no, that was I'm pretty sure is an old school like '60s ambulance. Probably, you're probably right. I, know, I may but have yeah, that
3: movie's got great one-liners. Um, it's got a great, it's really grown over the last, you know, 30 plus years. They have a new movie coming out that was supposed to be coming out Sup- next summer. supposed Ghostbusters to, Afterlife. The one with Paul Rudd?
1: Oh, yeah. 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 The, like, allegedly, that's supposed to have, like, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd in it. So they're actually bringing back they the original think, crew back. I think they did.
3: I think all of the original main cast members, with the exception Wouldn't of be Rick awesome? Moranis. And,
1: and wouldn't it be awesome if Harold, uh, Harold, uh, Ramis, Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis is a ghost
3: in that movie? How awesome oh, I don't that know maybe. if they, I don't know how they would do that, but that would be very cool. the Hell, if
1: Star Wars can put Carrie Fisher up there yeah. and like, oh, you know what I mean? In yeah, yeah, exactly. rest R&B in peace.
3: peace. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sp- moving on from mine. Oh no. I, we're, no, 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 no. I, I mean, that. everybody. Yeah, Aaron, yeah. what's your favorite '80s movie? Man, dude, like
2: this is the best movie, and I, I and I know I'm speaking very, very hard on this. i very biased. It was every kid's adventure right here is the Goonies, man. Like, oh, good yeah! One. No, good one. I mean, good one. what is more exciting than finding a freaking treasure map and saying, "Dude, let's go and do this," and you do it with some of your best friends, and just it's man, the ultimate I mean, spark of imagination. Yeah, for sure. like that's yeah. like every dream was like, "Yeah, let's go be this pirate and find this ship, find yeah. the gold, and like that." Something do it easier. with your bros. So yeah. I'm do on the outside
1: looking in, and I know a lot of people are going to hate on me for this.
2: I've only seen The Goonies once. You know, it's okay. And, and it's I saw it.
1: I didn't see it like when I, like, you know, as a kid, you should experience that movie. I saw it late. I saw it as a teenager. My stepbrother, uh, Jeremy, was really into that movie, and he showed it to me, and it was like, I don't know. It was kind of boring to me, but I know it's a great movie because Harold her- is one of the well, here, okay. best movies of all time. So here,
2: here's the thing about The Goonies, you know. You, when you watch it on TV... You, you, you're like, okay, this is cool and everything. But I remember watching the original VHS tape. Right. Okay. One part that they do leave out in, in the movie on TV, that there's an octopus. They actually have to fight off an octopus after they slide down into the where they find the ship and everything. It's funny because I don't know why they cut it out because it's one of the main parts because they even mention it whenever they get saved. Yeah, we fought an octopus. And everybody's like, where the hell's the octopus? Like <laughs> and I'm like, why did they leave that yeah. off? I yeah, mean, some is... of the stuff that's they edit for time yeah. when they do a broadcast. Exactly. It's
3: the dumbest stuff to edit. Like edit out the commercials. I think everyone can agree, you know. Yeah. I, I that's why we dropped cable, just to let you know that. But you I'm know, like I said, you
2: know, you got like, some great names like, you know, you got Sean Aston, you got Josh Brolin They're in here, you know. You know, yeah, and a
1: lot. Of, yeah, that's like, that's the big one. A lot of people forget that. I think that was like Josh Brolin, one of his first movies. Yeah, I
2: mean, if you look at him now, then you're like, whoa, Jack Cable uh, I mean, the skinny yeah, little seriously. kid, <laughs> you know? I mean, of course, the annoying big is, is,
3: brother that nobody liked yeah. when they watched that. And movie. then
2: this is where you get the Truffle Shuffle. I mean, y'all yeah. know who directed shuffle. that movie? Yes.
1: Who was it? Steven Spielberg.
0: Yes, sir. All one right. of the greats. One of the greats. James, what's one of your favorite dating movies? My ultimate favorite, because I'm a big horror fan, is The Shining. A big what fan? Horror. Oh, horror. Horror. Okay. Completely horror. opposite of where I thought we were going. <laughs> the Shining, mean, too. The Shining. I like, Nicholson. <laughs>
3: Shining I like Jack Nicholson. I wasn't yeah. a big fan of The Shining. That came out in the 80s? Wait, yeah. 1980, it came out. Nice,
1: nice. I thought, always was, for some reason, I thought that was a 70s film. But yeah, I mean. I, it's close I,
2: enough. I, it's I, right I in there. I can't do it. I just, you know, too creepy? I, I, just scary movies in general, man. I can't do it. I'm the biggest wuss when it comes to scary movies. It's, Especially 80 ones. Yeah. I love it. It's it's Pulcher one of the Guys, all-time best Pulcher and most scariest movie. movies ever. But The Shining, like, hell no, man. That is... Yeah, for that, sure. That right there, that haunts me. I mean, just like Freddy. Have you ever watched it? i would watched with my eyes closed. You know? <laughs> I mean,
3: I can't do it. See, I never, really, I never really got scared from Freddy Krueger, though. You know, you mentioned him. That... That never really scared me. That, to me, was just seemed more blood and guts and everything. Whereas movies like Poltergeist and The Shining, they, well, they had a little bit more. Exorcist. Exorcist was creepy. But That's the, not an 80s movie. But, but the thing about The
2: Shining, creepy. you can go to that hotel. Yeah, right. the Stanley Hotel.
0: The Stanley yeah. Hotel, they do like a Halloween ball every year, and they have tons of tourists that come through there every year. It's It's pretty cool. Know, I've always uh, wanted always, to go visit. My the Stanley kid. Hotel.
3: It's in Colorado, it's is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say and, it's relatively close. And, and I,
0: we watched a sequel a few weeks ago, the Doctor Sleep one that came it's out last part, year. Colorado. It's pretty good. The sequel to it. It's like three hours long.
1: The the progression of that, like I
0: didn't. I mean, I watched
1: it when I was like a very young teenager, and yeah, it was a freaky movie, and then. You know, you grow up and you appreciate film for what it is as an adult, and the character progression of Jack Torrance in that film, Jack Nicholson's character, just seeing him. Uh, my favorite scene is when he's at the
0: bar with the bartender. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that that comes up in Doctor Sleep, the sequel too. It's pretty cool. You should
1: so check Doctor it out. Sleep is a sequel mm-hmm. to The Shining. And yeah, it came out last out? year. It came out last year. Yeah. never. Oh, really? I have not even heard of that.
3: Was there another book that no that he wrote, or is it just just a movie made sequel? This was, was just
1: this a. Movie was made, a uh, uh, the novel.
0: writer, by, what, the
3: Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yeah, King, yeah, King, a Stephen right? yeah he Stephen made King. that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, after the book. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
3: Yeah, because uh, I don't know if it was necessarily right after, but before The Shining, Jack Nicholson had done One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which, if you have not checked that out, it's not an that's 80s a, movie. That's a but creepy movie. That movie, movie too. is, it's such a great movie. And it's that's another movie. movie where he just gets to shine. I mean, his, his, his unique acting style. No pun intended,
1: shine. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, was,
3: that was well done. Well done. <laughs> my,
1: my favorite 80s movie, I'm a big John Hughes fan. Any, any of those Hughes movies, like Breakfast Clubs, I, is up there. I love that movie. My favorite 80s movie of all time is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's another good one. Just, it's was, a great one. That, that's great. That's, and you can ask James, to a T, especially my senior year of high school, that was me. I never went to
0: class. <laughs> I skipped, I don't know, probably every day. We had an English class together. and I was, Yeah, I was, he was always in and out and was a big class clown. And everyone I, I
1: loved Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, God, that... Yeah, everybody's seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Great. I mean, yeah, right. Of course. I mean, who's... Huge dick. How can Ferris you, Bueller. He was not a very nice guy when you look at that as an adult. But.
2: Like, <laughs> how can you plan a day just like that to perfection? And you'd have to live <laughs> in a like, city
3: like Chicago yeah. to pull that off.
1: And, like, the best... The clueless principal that is, like, trying to track Ferris down the whole time is fantastic. I, I, there's a scene where he's in this pizzeria and he's trying to find Ferris. And there's a Cubs game on. <laughs> and the The principal's looking at the game. He's looking at the TV, Uh and he goes, ah, what's the score? And he goes, nothing to nothing. And he goes, who's (laughs) winning?" And you could tell the principal doesn't, like, watch sports or anything at all. And the the cook for the pizza place just looks at him like he's stupid, and he goes, the Bears. (laughs) (laughs) And then he does a sad little wind. He he winds up, and he throws the wad of toilet paper or whatever it is away, the (laughs) napkin. Great great movie. Um,
2: My favorite part is though, whenever the kid has the the tin uh, Coke can, he's trying to save or trying to raise money for his safety to save Save Ferris because he's sick. Sick. He's dying. Like Like, it all
1: (laughs) stimulated from this this kid calling in sick, and by the time his sister gets to school, they're they're like trying to raise money for this like he's dying uh, of cancer.
2: Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
3: they
1: stri- they send the stripper Graham to his oh his gosh. House.
3: I still have that. I watched that part so many times. Can you as a do kid? those?
1: Are those things you can do? No. That was a thing though, wasn't it? Yeah,
3: I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I'm I mean, sure I mean it, was it was in the movie, so it's somewhere. We, and they don't lie. It's in a movie. Don't lie. If it's in a movie, it's got to be
1: real, right? Exactly. I, I think Star Wars is a documentary. So
3: <laughs> well, it did, it did take place a long Speaking time ago. Speaking
1: of, you know, yeah. May the Fourth. Was yesterday or no two days ago? Days, May the yeah. May the Fourth be with you. In my opinion, the best Star Wars film came in the eighties. The Empire Strikes Back. I think if none, of, even if you're not a big nerd, I think a lot of people have seen that. Well, yeah, that because it gives, yeah.
2: it gives off the biggest secret of the whole saga. I mean,
1: when when Han confesses his love for no, no I
3: know, I know, no, I am no. I don't know if it's the best one of the series of the of the of the saga. I don't know if it's.
2: No, I, I mean, no, I mean uh, but uh, but put,
3: put, no, put yourself in the shoes in yeah. a theater
1: in nineteen. I think that came out. Can somebody nineteen eighty five? It was 19, no, no nineteen eighty. So came back in eighty, and then I came think Return 80. of the Jedi was like 87 something. 83. eighty seven or eighty three. Was see. it that early? It wasn't. No, it, it was. was uh, but yeah, like put yourself in a theater in nineteen eighty, and you you saw that first film, and you've been waiting to see this, and Vader just comes out. And he's like, uh, a lot of people. There's a misconception. They think the line is. Luke, I am your father. That's not what he says.
0: He says, "No, I am your father." He doesn't ever say Luke. Which yeah, I've heard that there's a big um, misconception with how that it was line, actually you, worded, how it was delivered.
1: Yeah. and I think the script even says he was supposed to say that, but I think James Earl Jones like switched it up. But yeah, like I could, Aaron, I totally g- agree with you. Like it, being a kid and, and no. seeing that, and like you'd be like, "What?" It would probably blow your mind, and. I th- yeah, I think that's 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 probably it's my favorite Star Wars movie.
2: But I would have, like with Jer- like I was gonna say with you, Return of the Jedi, man. Like that right there is probably still on the top Star Wars movies. That's the uh, second
1: yeah. best Star Wars movie, by but a lot of people like
2: it. As- Everybody still likes yeah. the original. man. I don't. Blame oh yeah, oh, the, the, original, whole, the whole the trilogy. Always, I, like, I Return think of it, the Jedi has the best story. Yeah. I mean, I you know what happens. It I mean, really does. I, I but- that
1: that whole fight scene with the Emperor at the end, and then mm-hmm. Vader throws Palpatine over over the thing and. Spoilers if you haven't ever seen Return of the Jedi. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> spoiling this movie that's over 20 years old.
2: But yeah, I mean, shoot. okay, real quick. Well, one question I do got to get, get to all of y'all with the, with the 80s going, you know. And just one of your like secret favorite 80 movies that you you know you kind of like. Like,
1: yeah, I wouldn't admit.
2: You don't want to admit, you know. As
0: a kid, that's hard. I, I would
1: I don't have to say
2: admit. Oh. I mean,
0: I don't mind admitting it, but I mean, it's not. My absolute top favorite, but it is E. T. E. T. is one of my all time. You know, well, it's yeah, up there, but a it, great, great. It brings back a Spielberg. lot of childhood memories Another whenever Spielberg I go back movie, and yeah. watch that one.
1: I, I always thought that movie was boring. I don't know. I it just wasn't flashy enough, and so I never got into E.T. I, I respect it now, obviously. Spielberg, great great film. Uh, I heard something that they were making a sequel, and it got shot down. Yeah, thank God. Like I'm I'm
3: all for people leaving things alone. E. T. is canon in the Star Wars universe as well
1: i'm calling bullshit no no
3: no all right where's where's my james james look that up if you don't mind et is canon in star wars because i can't remember i think it was episode it was episode four or five in the in the galactic senate and it pans over and in the side shot okay i have seen that i've seen that yeah so they're well do you know why
1: it was well. Is it canon?
3: It's Spielberg canon as helped they produce exist. It. It, it. Either way, they're showing him up and, in him the and, same
1: universe. Him and George Lucas love each other. So, oh, okay. So you're saying that just because it was there, it's considered canon?
3: I would say, oh yeah, just because he's in the same universe. Okay.
1: I mean, I can respect that. I do know what you're talking about, actually. Yeah. yeah it's it's. I think it's Phantom Menace when they're showing I like all the so. Senate.
3: It's one. It's it's either episode. It's either Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. Which I, you know, aside from Hayden Christensen's really, really over the top bad acting. Episode uh, Attack of the Clones I thought was really good.
2: Yeah. I liked Attack of the Clones. I thought awesome. it was really good. It was just a little too much for me. I no. think
1: that's okay for you to say. I don't agree with it, but yeah. My my guilty pleasure 80s film. I don't know like I so you know growing up as a kid like I loved like Teenage nin, Ninja Teenage Ninja Mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. which we'll talk with about here in a minute, anyway, because it's eighties. I thought uh, it
3: came out in nineties.
1: No, Teenage Mutant Ninja. No, Turtles the movie,
3: the movie. I went movie. No, yep. you're right. Eighty nine
1: right. was the first film. <sighs> I'm pretty sure. I don't have that info in front of me, but I'm pretty sure the first film was eighty nine. Um, but anyway, like the t- the cartoon and the the comic book were in the eighties.
2: Nineteen ninety.
1: Ninety was the first film. Well, the comic book and the the animated series yeah, were yeah, in yeah, the eighties. They started in the eighties. Um, and that's what kind of started that craze. But I I never like had until I got a little bit older, I got into Spider-Man and stuff. You know who my hero was when I was a little kid? Hmm. Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. Well done. He's my, he was my, like, that was my Superman. And so, like, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, The Last Crusade, they all came out in the 80s. I loved Harrison Ford in the 80s. He was my, like, that was my idol. Like I wanted to be Indiana Jones. He was just cool. He had the whip and the and the the six shooter pistol and you know beating the hell out of Nazis, which I think is all always commendable. You know, yeah, if anyone
3: the, from the eighties, the the you know the action movie stars something like that, yeah, Rambo was cool and Arnold's cool. But I agree with you, Harrison. Ford, Harrison Ford was Harrison Ford, the Ford, shit. Dude. He pulled it off as yeah. an academic yeah. too. I
2: mean, you got you playing some awesome parts. Yeah, Han
3: Solo, and man, you got the and he's Han Solo. Yeah, exactly. I mean,
2: like you got some great parts. Yeah, man, like.
1: And, you know, he's 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 one on record saying he never really liked Han Solo as a character. He wanted to, George to kill him off in Empire Strikes Back, and he never did. And then finally he got his wish in uh, The Force Awakens. Um, but Harrison Ford always said that his favorite role he's ever done was Indiana Jones. He just always loved the history behind it, which is the cool thing about every Indiana Jones film, even the fourth one a lot of people don't like. I, As an Indiana Jones fan, I thought it was decent. Um, everything about it is based on some historical factual evidence. Uh, the crystal skulls are actually a thing that he went after. I mean, the Ark of the Covenant may or may not exist. Uh, the Holy Grail obviously exists, even regardless of your religious beliefs or not. Everybody can agree, you know, Christ was a real religious, uh, real historical figure. And yeah, Jared, I, I see you. But he he did exist, <laughs> he did exist. And so but yeah like everything that was the cool thing about Indiana Jones is it was all based in history you know what i mean i mean there was a sci-fi you know super illogical effect of everything but it was it was yeah those are probably my uh, my guilty pleasures if i had to without pick one without the
3: fantasy aspect though it probably wouldn't have sold as much it oh absolutely wouldn't not have made as much absolutely fun. not um i would say you know my guilty pleasure wouldn't we and this is one thing that i don't know if y'all know Uh, My dad was in Desert Storm, and so we were stationed in Germany from the summer of '88 to the summer of '91. And so, family would send over movies, and like when movies would come on TV, they'd record it and everything. And so, I watched so many '80s movies growing up as a kid that I probably shouldn't have, you know, R-rated, PG-13 ones. But you know, when you're you're stuck, and we lived above a in like a garage above a like an apartment above a garage or a barn or something, Um, I would have to say my guilty pleasure one, the one that I still watch a lot now, um, is Fletch. And uh, Coming to America. Coming, Coming to, to America is a great, great one. Great, great. That, Those two comedies are just, man, they just they helped Knights. shape my humor. And yes. I was going to say
1: that could be an own topic about the 80s, how popular it was Eddie Murphy. Eddie oh, Murphy, yes. Yeah. He delirious, was killing it. Raw. Delirious, raw. I mean, I'm going to have to favorite. say,
2: man, like all time stand up comedy is Eddie Murphy delirious, man. I mean, oh, yeah. If you got to watch there. it. Oh, if yeah. You, if you don't laugh, there's something wrong with you. He's like, just funny. God, just that was so funny delirious
1: man like
3: coming, it's on Netflix right it, yes.
2: yeah
1: okay. they, they both are and uh, Eddie Murphy actually um, he did uh, there's a show on Netflix you can watch it started as a YouTube series with Jerry Seinfeld the, the goat as many people would think in comedy uh, does a TV show called uh, riding in cars with comedians getting coffee and Eddie did that and he's actually going to There's he signed a deal with uh, he did that uh, do you guys remember Dolomite that, yeah. that yeah. eccentric figure from I think he was in the 70s he was in the a lot of movies in the '70s and everything. Eddie Murphy did a biopic on Dolomite. I, I think it's called "I Am Dolomite." Yeah, that's on Netflix. And uh, Eddie, apparently, 2020 and 2021 are going to be huge for Eddie Murphy. He's coming out. He's got a. He's coming back and doing comedy for the first time since uh, Raw.
3: I would pay good money to see Eddie. Murphy Could you Murphy imagine? Live? Like
1: you're going. Like I'm. I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan. And to just to just say, I'm going to see Eddie Murphy perform.
2: Well, yeah, because he's was still one of the great. I mean, one and, of the greatest. And, and that's what's crazy. And he hasn't it, done it since then. Yeah, because I mean, here's the thing: if Richard Pryor was still around, I mean, that would be oh. amazing. But that's Eddie Murphy learned a lot from from Richard Pryor that he continues Absolutely. on. And man, it. I mean, you every you every gotta just laugh your ass every off. Every decade about it. has had
1: like one of those greats, and I, I think those 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 top tier the 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 four best in comedy outside of Robin Williams and maybe Louis C.K., Mm -hmm. the best four comedians to ever do it, are all African American. You know, you have Pryor in the 70s, Eddie Murphy in the '80s, Chris Rock in the '90s, and now we are blessed with Dave Chappelle coming back out of and just killing. Exactly, and that, that makes that me ask: you know, Dave else.
3: Chappelle's newest special on Netflix was not very well received because he was Dave Chappelle; he was the raw that he needs to be. Will Eddie Murphy be the same, or will cancel culture try to take over and destroy so Eddie Murphy? So the
1: thing was is that that piece where I don't know what you're talking about when uh, uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, what was the name of that special, that last special he did. Uh, sticks and stones. Yeah. It yeah. did not get critically well received. It got like ones on rotten tomatoes cuz all these critics like got their feelings hurt, but it has a 99 uh audience review. It's hilarious. Which just shows me that critics are trying to silence comedians and the audience is like I don't give a shit this is hilarious.
3: I never pay attention to critics ratings. And that's what I'm saying. Whatsoever. Like, it is it one did, of the best matter. of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, like Eddie Murphy, you know, he he killed it in the 80s. Not only was he just doing great at stand up, I think he was like what was he? James. We used to watch Delirious all the time. He was like nineteen or something. He was twenty one. Yeah, twenty one, early twenties. He Man, was, was early. Yeah, I mean, young kid. And he did like Be-
0: Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, it really opened the door up for him in his career. Beverly yeah. Hills
2: Cop one two. And three. Beverly all Hills of them. Cop
3: was apparently originally written for Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, like, and yeah. then and then they decided to take, I guess, a different a different route. To Thank it. And then God they, they did. I know because <laughs> not that Sylvester Stallone wouldn't have probably done a, a decent job, but
1: it would have been more of an action
2: movie. One, yeah, one yeah. of the movies I forgot Trading Places. Trading Places oh, is great. Great, movie. Oh, that is a great problem. Movie. That is a really oh, what, good what's, what's his another name? Dan Aykroyd movie? Yeah, that yeah, was Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, but that
3: just shows he, you know, ten years later from when when did Beverly Hills Cop come out? That came out in like eighty. I know the second one came out in like eighty five. And so that's 10 years of still making good movie. 84.
1: 84. So we did wait 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 84 and then like 2 years later 86 Yeah, he was, was C- it, it
0: was like it was like a span of when when did you say Delirious came out? Delirious came out I think it was 86
2: 82 82
1: 82 Oh yes. wow. So Delirious no, 80,
2: 80, sorry 83.
1: 83, right? And then you have all those movies that you think of Eddie Murphy. He like was like just there was like a time did that man even sleep? He like he was like bam 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 bam. bam. So well, you Eddie know, Murphy's just, is in some kind of theater that you would see back then at any time of the year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. you talked
3: about Pryor in the seventies, Murphy in the eighties, Chris rock in the nineties. And then we switched to Dave Chappelle is Kevin Hart on track to be. No, Ooh, I, I like, I like the immediate shake of the head. Let's hear it. My, th- no.
1: my thing is, is Kevin Hart is funny. Don't get that. Don't get that twisted. Don't get it wrong that I don't, I do. I'm not saying that Kevin Hart is not funny, but he is not in that. When I think of Kings of comedy, and even like the kings of comedy, there are higher tier kings. Of, there was a picture recently with uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and Kevin Hart, and somebody was like, "Get Kevin Hart out of there." <laughs> and and I think he, I think he's funny. I'm not, and I don't. I'm not saying he's sold out. I just don't think he's
0: Chappelle. No, Rock he's not. And tier. his last special that I would watched was not very good. I was not was impressed it not? with it. No.
3: You know who's funnier than Kevin Hart? No offense, Kevin Hart. Cat Williams.
0: I disagree with that, too. I he fell the part fuck part. off. Cat yeah, well, Williams
2: was, he was funny, though. He's funny, but, man, it just got annoying. It was like getting... He was his too... Ras- he, that's his the thing. His raspy voice, you know, it just kind of was like... And then he's like, oh, I'm a pimp. I'm I'm tired (laughs) of (laughs) you. And I mean, I'm 5'6", and I'm tired of you, bro. Come on, man, you know? Those
1: first two, like, Pimp Chronicles or whatever, his first two specials that he had on HBO were really funny. They were, And then he just kept trying to grind. He was beating the hell out of that dead horse with that I'm a pimp thing, and
0: it just kind of like... It got old after a while, and he just started to decline pretty rapidly. Like, I would put Bernie Mac ahead of... No, both right. of, oh, both no of those guys, no question. Yeah. Steve Harvey, all time. But great.
1: none of these guys are Chappelle or Eddie no, Murphy no. tier, and it's it's great to see that. Like you know, it's it's kind of like the the basketball debate. You know, you know, you had uh, Magic in the '80s, and then Michael towards the end of the '80s, and we'll talk about that too. And you know, Michael in the '90s, and uh, for the majority of the '90s, and then you got Kobe in the 2000s, and then LeBron in the 2010s. We've been blessed to have a great presence. Every ten years with one of these great minds, and you know it, it's just R.I.P. to Richard Pryor, but thank you for what you did because we wouldn't have Dave Chappelle without right. Richard Pryor. Right. We wouldn't and have Eddie Murphy, and they will it. say that too. Oh, oh yeah, they, they, yeah. they know that. To that. They, they know that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Eddie Murphy, and I, I can't wait to look forward to what he's got.
3: All right, James, have we heard from you? What's your '80s? Not 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 your closet wonder, but what's your your next favorite? The the one that's a little less known.
0: I would have to say Harlem Nights yes harlem knights oh. was a great movie sticking with the eddie murphy trick too it was a great yeah. great movie and me and joseph watched that to together murphy. he's Walk the down. one that introduced me to that movie and i remember just as a teenager watching that movie together and we laughed harder than we ever laughed before it has some great one-liners it has great acting it's just all around funny from beginning to end yeah and
1: just amazing cast i don't know if you guys have seen harlem knights have y'all seen it
2: Yes, uh, uh, I've I have seen I, it but it's been a it's, long it's, time. You know,
1: it's got Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, and then of course that you know, who Richard Pryor would call the goat, Red Fox from Sanford and son yes, Exactly. Right. Amazing actor and was definitely like thank God we were able to get him I think he died not too long after he filmed that movie too. Um and then uh what's her name? Uh she she was kind of a bigger woman. She was the she was, she, the one thing I remember De seeing, Reese? yeah, Dela De Reese, I was touched by an angel. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, she was hilarious in that. And like, it's a, it is a R rated movie, um, has Charlie Murphy in it. It has Arsenio <laughs> Hall. Like it's, it's that, it's that typical eighties Eddie
0: Murphy film you would think of. But yeah. Right. I'm, and I'm it, it came out at the very end of the eighties, 89, but it's still one of my favorites.
1: Those, the, it's cool to have those types of films that you can go back to and I know this is a 70's film but one of me and James's favorite movies of all time is what is it James? Animal House. Yes.
3: Oh yeah. It, th- like That's m- an Ivan Reitman mov- movie too.
1: Yeah. Movies that just stand the test of time. You know what I mean? They, they don't I, that was like the big thing with seeing it when it came out. Um, <laughs> I don't like these I don't like when something is so good you should you know you gotta leave it alone in my opinion.
0: Well, I don't like remakes. Yeah. About the it, though, you go back and watch that. You know, it came out, what, in and it, no, That sucked. And it was made for TV. That came out on NBC in a like four-point I really four did series. like the sequel, the first sequel that they came out with recently. What was it, like four years ago? Three or four years ago. It mm-hmm. wasn't bad. It was the f- the first ago. one was good. Yeah. The second one was really stupid. Yeah. The second one, soon. they tried to throw too much humor in it, and it, it just didn't fit the film. Yeah, I didn't I, feel yeah, like. I didn't like it. It like didn't films. feel organic or natural, and it was just like forcing it to be funny. And I didn't understand that at all.
3: That just goes to show how successful those young actors in the first one will be because it was, they had funny moments and those kids are just natural at it. Whereas sure. I, you know, yeah, I, can, that I haven't first seen the one second great one, but with the, the kids, the ki-
0: it. it reminded me of stranger things with the kids, how, how well, you know, articulated they were with how they spoke to one another and how they just interacted. It was really cool because it, it did give me flashbacks of watching stranger things as of recent.
1: You know, and kind of just
0: going on more of these 80s films
1: that, you know, we all kind of mentioned our favorite, but some of the most popular ones that we haven't talked about. Um, a little film with a guy named Michael Keaton called Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice? Nope. No, he's not. No, his, he's not here. he's not here. But yeah, that, that was a great movie. Um, I think that was one of, uh, uh, what's her name? Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, yes. That was one of her first films.
3: That is an perfect example of a movie that should never be remade no it, that is it's such an amazing movie
1: and if you think about it like beetlejuice was a comic book originally and then was turned into a television show i don't know if that movie came first or, i think that movie came first i think the movie came, and first. then the, the animated show when we were kids in the 90s um but the cool thing about that was that film uh so, like centered around Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis's characters, Right. and Beetlejuice really didn't have that He's much. He's an of ancillary a... character, yeah, kind of, yeah. It, but it worked. It worked because he was the he was like the Deadpool of that movie. Like he gave the background. He was your he was the comedy relief for that film, and it was it was yeah that that's 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 up there.
3: Now is he just a spirit, or was he like a like a demon force?
1: I could never from. The lore of Beetlejuice, from what I can remember of the cartoon, he was kind of like a Loki type. demon. Oh, I, okay, like I think he was like a demon thing. Yeah, like that—that that was like summoned, not necessarily from hell, but he was summoned to wreak havoc, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, that that. Any other '80s movies you, you guys? Know, I mean,
2: y'all, y'all forgot one of the biggest ones: Dirty Dancing.
1: Dirty Dancing
2: is. Great. I mean, God, Pat, Patrick Swayze, man. Patrick Swayze, I mean, Roadhouse. Golly, like I mean. A good, a great actor. R.I.P. By the way. Yeah, rest time. Hell, hell of a freaking dancer. Like, I mean, the watching, gyration of his hits. Watching <laughs> him, no joke. I mean, I, I mean, watching him dance. I mean, it, sometimes I think, man, that I don't even think he actually like acted. That was the real him. Knowing, like, trying to teach them how to dance and things like that. I mean, really. I mean, I, I mean. To this day, I want to see one of us try to try to pick up a, a a woman and hold her up in the air like that. If you would like to see one of the, I have picked hey, up women and held an an them email. up in the <laughs> air, but I have the
1: cops called on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But I mean, that's probably. I mean, like I said, when that movie comes on on TV, I watch it. I stop and watch. I don't care where it's at. I mean, it's a it's one of my guilty pleasures right there. Hell yeah! I mean, it, I love the movie. I mean, yeah. the soundtrack. The soundtrack. of Yeah. I mean, is just, man, they got some great songs. Footloose, and see, you Footloose guys are... is another great soundtrack.
0: You guys are all into movies and stuff. I'm more into the music side of the 80s. But the,
2: but the music came great with those movies. If those movies would not be good if the soundtracks were, weren't good, or great with them. Re- Real quick, before we talk about the best part of the 80s, uh, which
1: I think we can all agree is the music, uh, there is one more film you mentioned anytime it's on. You stop and watch. I have one more. And it's 1983 is Brian De Palma's Al Pacino Scarface. Like I can watch that anytime that movie is on. And (laughs) you know, I I just, that to me is one of the best mob movies of all time. Oh, it's it's definitely number one. Definitely. Like any, like any, you ask any rapper in the (laughs) nineties, what's their favorite movie? And it's Scarface. Chi Chi get the yayo.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, jumping James had talked about, talked about the music. Um, and, you know, Aaron, you brought up a really good point, that a lot of the 80s soundtracks were such great music. We have to talk about Kenny Loggins.
1: Kenny Loggins, Kenny yeah.
3: Loggins was an American song, singer and songwriter, and he did songs Top Gun, like, right? yeah, he did Danger Zone, yep. um, he did Footloose, he did Playing with the Boys. I mean, he did so many, so much music that came strictly from movies, yeah. but that made a huge and impact. He, and he
1: wrote for, like, a bunch of 80s singers. I think he made some uh, uh, Rick Springfield songs. Like, Kenny Loggins is, yeah, he's up there with the... Some of the best.
2: Exactly. And to this day, I mean, they played everywhere. Radio, stadium. Oh, yeah, you'll always hear parties it. Parties everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, Danger yeah. Zone is just... I, uh, I got a so pop great. quiz
1: for you real quick. What is the first music video that MTV ever showed?
3: <laughs> uh, that was my buzzer, I know.
1: Is it because I put it in our Google Doc? <laughs> no,
3: I remembered it because of the irony. <laughs> the irony around it. Well, it is Video Killed the Radio Star.
1: By the Buggles. One-hit wonder... That would be, Yeah, that was the first video ever shown on MTV. Uh, very, very odd video, but...
3: Video killed the radio star. Da-da-da. Anyway. Oh, that was another... Wedding Singer. I think the Wedding Singer opened up with that song. That was another great movie that took place in the... 80s. It took place in the 80s. It was filmed in the 90s. Right,
0: but yeah.
3: Just had to throw that out there.
0: Right, and you mentioned MTV. <laughs> MTV was the catalyst for...
2: actually Actually, the Wedding Singer, the song was you spin me right yeah i think was that, the that, yeah, was that that yeah that opened, opened oh, with yeah i was man. gonna say oh, sorry bubble I, yeah. was it at the end i don't so, remember that. i don't
1: remember the, video right, Killed
3: the radio me, start being in there. way let me ways, look fairly.
2: it up
1: but anyway yeah mtv mtv killed it back in the day uh, they
0: introduced all the artists we know today you know like freaking cindy lopper michael jackson who's that motley crew back in the 80s the hair band days you know the 80s had a little bit of everything. The 80s pop, the 80s hip-hop, the new wave. Everything was good. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of all 80s music. It doesn't matter what it is. And so is Joseph. We're, we go to watch the cassettes every chance we get. Every chance
1: we can. If you guys haven't heard of the cassettes, they're one of the best local bands here in Emerald, Texas. They're an 80s cover band. Uh, they usually perform at Hoots. Uh, man, I can't say enough good things about the cassettes because I love
2: '80s music. Exactly, and the thing about it, you will stay there from the first song to the last song. They start, at, they start at ten, and, and you're it, you're there till the end, man. And you are moving con- con-
1: constantly. And if you want to see some yes. drunk white people dance their asses off mm. and then try to go to work <laughs> yeah, and explain no. themselves the next day, go to go to Hoots and watch the oh, cassettes. play.
0: Yeah, they, they are definitely one of the best live bands locally that I've ever seen. And '80s They're music, great. everybody th- loves I, it. You know. I think they, it's easy to call them one of the best
1: bands locally because we all love the 80s, but they actually, they all, every member of that band, uh, Bobby's a great singer. They, uh, Roger McGallion plays the drums. They have, uh, does good at singing as well. They have a great guitarist. I think every member of that band, like,
0: does, they know oh, their yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah. Gary they, Wayne like, is an absolute beast on the guitar. Oh,
1: he's, I don't know why that guy's not in Hollywood, man. Like, <laughs> he's, he, he's he can really
0: shred good. it. But, yeah. Um,
1: God, what's y'all's favorite 80s song?
3: All right, I thought hard about this. I can't, I can't even. Uh, it one. had to be, I know it had to be a ballad, because that's one thing that I really love about the 80s, are the monster ballads. And not that this is necessarily a, a ballad band, but it's from Metallica, but from Ride the Lightning, Metallica's Fade to Black. Okay. I listened to it, and it's just such a Great fun song, didn't song think to we were back anything. and much Talk song. on Metallica,
1: but a lot of people, yeah, forget the Metallica just, started in the 80s. Yeah, right, yeah.
3: right. Uh, started in the 80s or the late 70s. I think they started in like the early
1: 79, 80. 80. It was 80s. No, it either, was 80s. Either I'm way, just the sure way that the
3: that song is constructed, it's just, you know, it seems like he's singing from a distance. And so you kind of hear it like this. It's just so beautiful.
1: When Metallica started, was it not? It was early mid. 80s. Was it early, mid? Um,
3: but that's my, that would be my looking back. You know, it's hard to pick just one favorite 80s song. And so I tried to go with something a little different. And it says, you know, Metallica, one of the biggest acts in American history were born October twenty eighth, nineteen eighty one. Mm, okay,
1: I did, That's younger than I thought. But once again, I was born in eighty seven. So,
3: right. Aaron, what about <laughs> you, man? What is your go to eighties <laughs> jam? You know, it's it's
2: man, it, you, you know, man. I know I got you got Prince, you got Michael. I mean, you got Rick James. I mean, I'm know. Rick James, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, mean, somebody had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got all these great famous things, man. But you know, being an eighty six, you know. I got to go with, I bet some people are like, man, who the hell are these dudes? And they're called Tears for Fears. You're going to steal my song, aren't no, you? No, you that's asshole! That's <laughs> that it is, is the
1: best 80s song. It is. Everybody, Everybody wants, wants to rule the world.
2: Like, come on, man. That yeah, is, yeah.
1: That's the one I was going to pick. And yeah, that's like see, the only good, really,
3: okay. like. That that song is the only part that most people know about the song. But I've heard people that have heard that song and been like, "Oh, I didn't realize it was a song." And oh, that's I'm all they know out is, right "Yeah." You know we'll get
2: copyrighted. Yes. I don't care. Right. Oh, <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Serenade the, the, lyrics. the lyrics. What do you like about that song, Aaron? I mean, it's just a great song, man. I mean, it, great lyrics, you know. And it, I mean, it just stands out from the rest of all the the great hits of the '80s. It's just different. That guitar riff at the beginning. Yes. Like,
0: yeah, the, the the music itself is amazing, and then you throw in the the lyrics and the content; it's fucking the best.
1: Yeah, I love it. it. It's one of the best songs. Yes, um, exactly. I appreciate you. Yeah, you stole mine, but it's it's okay because I love that song. I'm glad so much. we can share something like, together. That, yeah, we'll share more later. <laughs> but yeah That's that, that, that's one of the best That's one of the best Songs from the 80s For sure um, Anytime I'm in a bad mood That song just puts me In a good mood It's great great, And that great was
3: song. in You know one of my favorite song, or Movies from the 80s Was Real Genius And that song was in Real Genius with Val Kilmer
1: Did well, not know that Yeah, Shout out to you Val He's Shout been, out to you no, Val he'll Kilmer He'll always be Batman to me <laughs>
2: The worst Batman No <laughs> Batman. No
3: George Clooney was the worst Batman That movie was so campy yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. Yeah, But, I mean, you know,
2: at the same time, you know, that, while wow, that song was coming out, one of the biggest groups, you know, that was coming out from Compton, NWA. NWA they, oh, did, yeah. You know, that yeah. was something that, you know, I know hip-hop, you know, rap wasn't on the the board yet, but, man, NWA was going, right. you know, starting It wasn't to quite label.
0: mainstream, but it was definitely oh, it was gaining there, traction, you know? Yeah.
2: you know? I mean, he, and a lot of people... I know that there's a lot of good classic 80s, but you got to remember the hip-hop. The hip-hop, Back absolutely. In the day, I mean, that's... That, run DMC. The, yeah. the
0: birth of real rap,
2: really,
1: yeah. started you know, in you the got, 80s.
2: I mean, LL Cool J, you know, Run DMC. salt and pepper. What does NWA stand Pepe, for? Yeah. I- 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 just kidding, you don't have to I- answer I- none that. None of us. <laughs> Nobody's going to say
3: that. Nobody. Public Enemy. No, Public no, enemy, yeah, was enemy was great. But yeah, Run DMC's, it's tricky. One of the best songs ever. Yeah. Easily one of the best songs
0: ever. Eric B. and Rakim. Yes.
3: Yes.
1: Oh, yes, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, what was uh, man? The group the Tupac started in, Digital Underground. Digital Underground started in like '89, I think. Oh yeah, wow, really? In the '80s,
2: yep, yep. You know, what you can't forget about Ice T. Ice, ice T. Oh yeah, t- of t- course. T- how t- can, t- can t- we t- forget about because it Because he's a cop on on. It's <laughs> <arena. That's laughs> <how he's laughs> easy <laughs> to kind of forget about before um, he was a cop. Yeah.
1: He
3: was a real pimp. I don't know what <laughs> was, I don't know what was, Cat yeah. Williams was, but that was a real pimp. Cat Williams was a what's that word called? Oh, an actor. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm just kind of looking at some other like. What's your favorite, Joseph? Favorite song? Well, like I said, Aaron took it. Well, but if, you gotta you gotta think got, on your toes. I gotta there. think on my toes. I'm gonna go with Minute Work, um, Colin Hay, Down Under. Um okay. uh, and then I also like I know actually, you know what? I take that back. I'm gonna go with another band, Toto. Because uh Great choice. I was gonna say Minute Work
3: is like it, that's like liking the safety song is your favorite. <laughs> no, that's song. a good song. Yeah, oh gosh. They're great. Great songs, but not a favorite 80s song. Not that kind of material. <laughs> yeah, my, cassettes
0: play that one.
1: It's my, great. My favorite song, like a lot of people like Toto, um, but my favorite song by Toto is Hold the Line. And unfortunately, I just found out that that song came out in 78. I thought that was an 80s I think song. that still
3: carries over. Because yeah. my close second was Renegade by Sticks, and that came out in 79.
1: And I think with, with Rains in Africa, it came out in...
3: Uh, uh, that
1: came that out. The, that had to come out in the 80s. Yes, yes yeah that's, <laughs> because that's
3: of, just because of the, how massive like apartheid and everything was and there was the other wasn't there another africa song
1: um
3: uh, like song called africa or is that the one you're referencing yeah that's the one oh, at okay.
1: Toto africa the range of oh, africa. Okay. but yeah i was awkward silence <laughs> Anyway, you know, but James,
3: have you said your favorite? Song? No, I have not. Let's hear James, Let's go, James' favorite song.
0: My favorite song in the '80s:
1: "Poison." Oh <laughs> Every
0: rose has its thorn. <laughs> Hell no! Oh,
3: I thought you were doing "Poison." <laughs> the, the only, it is
2: not <laughs> the only song he can sing.
0: <laughs> the best artist ever: Prince. Oh, "Purple Rain." Mm. Mm. Second best artist ever.
1: I
3: liked <laughs> Darling Nikki more than I like Purple, Purple Rain. Rain
0: that that could be a theme song for the
1: eighties though. Like that, just that piano when it comes in, and Prince getting all sexy the on the mic. Yeah, like that's a great, great, great song.
2: But you know, with Prince, you know, you just play his music and it just takes you to another world. It does. Like, it, it relaxes you, I mean, you. You
0: go in another dimension. And, you really, know, his
2: music, like I said, it's, it's, I mean, it's like Michael. You put Michael Jackson. On you, just you just can't help it, man. You just take yourself away, man. It's all good, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree. I oh.
1: agree. Uh, what about some big moments from the 80s? Um, uh, I got one. What's up? My birth, uh, yeah, uh, uh, any, so September 11th, in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind of, it's
3: kind of a big deal, people knew about it.
1: That whole town of Farwell.
3: I was, <laughs> I was born here, I oh. lived in Farwell for like four or five years. Something, like no, I was and born, in, I was born in Northwest Texas. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, um, yeah, the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yeah, you know, that, that was that big. was that, that was a big, big one.
1: Nancy Reagan and her uh, just say just no, just
3: say no, which led to some of the biggest overly used drug addicts in the world just and congregating and
2: also parts some of would America. say the
1: most overly you know people freaking out about a lot of nothing. Yeah, when you think about it. But
2: one of the big moments back in the eighties and eighty three. The final episode of Mash. Yeah, that's a big um, one. That was a, lot big that exactly. a, a lot of people love that show. That's exactly A lot of people love that show. It was a really and didn't know,
1: it like in unexpectedly. Like a lot of people didn't think it was gonna like. I don't know if they announced that it was gonna end. I may have just pulled that. Out I'm, past, I'm not.
2: I'm not too sure, but you know, I, I've heard about that. I mean, it was a big. Th- I, I remember even my parents telling me whenever. And, uh Dallas, if anybody remembers that show, Dallas, yeah, 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 whenever Jr. got shot, they said the people were freaking crying, yeah. losing their yeah, mind. They, they were, they were going crazy like, about that show. I was like, okay. I mean, they're like, <laughs> well, okay, wait until you get. <laughs> okay, boomer. Gosh, <I> mean, uh, <laughs> oh, so stupid. Uh, oh man, you know, um, we, we had another to okay. sit there and watch Dawson's Creek. Do you guys realize <laughs> that
1: we're slowly becoming like all those things that you know? We're gonna be that way with our kids, like how we were with our parents for the most part. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like Starting everything to take that form. we like sucks. The oh, music's man. the music's boring. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's terrible. I
3: don't know. I try not to have a very strong opinion about ten year old girl music. <laughs> but I just listen to my music.
1: Speaking of music, I don't think uh, we can all live without a shout out to the Sony Walkman. Yes. I think we owe a lot to the Sony Walkman because, yeah. the, you know, the iPod, I mean, your phone. I, I use Spotify for music. I, the Sony Walkman kind of started that trend of music you don't have to listen to at your house or on a boombox anymore. Take it with you. You, you just on the walk go. around.
3: Not really a CD player. CD players you couldn't do more than like a fast jog without it skipping all the time. But actual Walkmans tape. Yeah, for that, sure. That was, yeah, that it was it the
2: changed the toy.
0: game for sure. And then into the '90s with the CD, it just it was the original. You know. You can't go wrong with the Walkman. And I'd love to have one. I'd love to get my hands on one.
2: One of the best moments that I know everybody got to experience, if you're a big fan of Queen. Oh, uh, Live Aid? Or are you about to go? Aid. Yeah. That was the biggest thing in the 80s. And if he sat there and, and if you rewatch the performance of Queen, like, man, that seeing that many people in that arena and having that much control over a crowd, man, it's Flippin' awesome, man. Like
0: And those fans didn't realize what actually they were witnessing at that time. Exactly. When we go back and look, it's just phenomenal what type of concert it was, what type of performance they they made.
2: And the thing about it is it was just just a group of musicians that said, all right, hey, let's play a bunch of music. We're going to raise money. And bam, it turned into something that just now it's going to be taught for forever and
1: i've i've watched videos of that on youtube and stuff and i've seen it before the movie came out but seeing bohemian rhapsody and just uh the performance that that those actors gave and everything like i i this might kind of sound kind of stupid but it honestly did feel like i was watching something live happen exactly like, yeah it was it great
0: is. the actors did an amazing job in that movie yeah that, that's 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 up there live aid was great um they they raised over 127 million dollars during that concert.
1: That's a and that's a lot for back then. That's huge. Oh yeah. How, do do you have like I know you saw that number. Do you know how many people attended that thing?
3: I'm looking at it. It was at the because they had it at the John F Kennedy Center, and over a hundred thousand people were there to see it. However, they also um, broadcasted over television, and an estimated audience of 1.9 billion people, or nearly 40 percent of the world's population, tuned in.
1: Forty percent of the world's population. that would have been roughly <laughs> for that
3: time. Forty percent of the population. So, what what year was that? Uh, that was 1985, I think.
1: Right? So what, yeah. that was like 85. Bears were like really badass then, right? Oh, see, yeah. look look up. See if you can look up like the eighty 1985 Super Bowl and see how many people tuned into that. I bet it, I bet more people watched Live
2: Aid than they, the Super Bowl. Well, they had well, the Super Bowl at that time. I mean, they Was it to, reaching like international audiences like yes, it does Yes, because it was one of the first ones where they were actually already making music videos claiming that they were going to win the Super Bowl. They did the Super Bowl yeah, shuffle. They were doing the Super Shuffle Yeah, yeah oh, 85. Yeah. And they did it. Before the,
0: the, the television broadcast of Live Aid reached more than 1 billion viewers in 110 countries.
1: That's insane. Yeah. In 85? More That's than-
0: insane yeah more than 40 of these nations held telethons for african famine relief during the broadcast so it reached even more people through the uh efforts to bring relief
1: you know i I don't think we can uh talk about great things that happened in the 80s and without talking without some of the tragedy too i remember my mom uh telling me about what happened um when the challenger exploded uh, right after takeoff, that was that was
2: huge. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember. Does the,
1: anybody remember the what was that year? Does anybody know? It was 1986.
2: 86. 86. Let me see. Yeah. You know, and of course, one of the biggest parts of it is uh, school teacher. Uh, school teacher was involved in that explosion.
1: Really? <laughs> in what capacity? Yeah, I think it it, it it was like 73 seconds after takeoff or something like yeah. it. It hadn't even been in the air. And, like, you know, it, now that was at the Kennedy Center, right, yes. it, where it launched from. So yeah. all those people watching just, yeah. uh, you know, every single astronaut that was on that, their whole family was there trying to be proud in that moment. I couldn't imagine.
2: And it was broadcast live, too. Yeah, and yeah. So it, it was, was all over live so, yeah. TV. So 73 seconds after its takeoff, it killed all seven crew members including the civilian t- school teacher. Her name was Krista McAlphin. And did she? Y'all, she, had to, she, y'all she, might have to say the name on there. She it's was McAuflin. killed by de- debris, I'm assuming. I mean, just, just just when it blew up, that was it. Was she on she the was, she was. Oh, on, she, she, was was on, a, she was on it. Excuse, on excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I did, would, I did not know that. I'm she she sorry. was going to be one of the first, you know, like civilians to going to space. Oh, okay. So, and, you know, I mean, it's very And, you
1: know, astronauts are trained to understand the capacity of what they're dealing with. What a tragedy that is to for somebody that's just kind of along for the ride, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um Kind of something similar happened in January, not with a space shuttle, but you know, I think thirteen people passed away in a helicopter crash carrying Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and uh, some other children, and you know, t- just kids going to a basketball camp in general. That's the, what a what a horrible thing to happen. No, that
0: day was crazy. I remember you calling me and and turning on the news. It was it was wild. I know it was really emotional for you being a huge Kobe fan. Yeah, we, we plan on, if you're listening out there um,
1: and you're a big basketball fan, on August 24th, mark your calendars. That's Co- International Kobe Day. Uh, we will be holding a uh, podcast in remembrance of the late, great Kobe Bryant, um, who was born in, not the 80s. He was born in 79, but <laughs> but, but still. <laughs>
3: um, you know, and not to, uh, I, I just saw this today and so I wanted to share You know, we were talking about the Challenger explosion. Um and then we were also talking about '80s movies, and I'm pretty sure we said Top Gun. Well, Tom Cruise was in the news today because he said his next movie will be shooting. Uh, he's going to shoot scenes from his next movie in space at the International Space Station. Oh, that's neat. What? Yeah, he will be traveling. He I will be in space. He yes. will be he will be I taking a that. rocket shuttle 250 miles up into space into geosynchronous orbit, and will be filming on the ISS.
1: That is literally insane. Has that ever been done? Has there ever been something? I don't think there's Hollywood ever been
3: a civilian space. that has gone up to the International Space Station. Maybe a civilian scientist or anything, but not not an actor, I would imagine. Except Lance Bass wanted to, but I think he just wanted to ride a spaceship up there. You know, we, <laughs> <laughs> <The fuck? laughs>
1: you know, we talk about uh, we talked so much about Eddie Murphy being huge in the '80s. Tom Cruise was huge in the '80s. Yeah, yes, uh, one was. of my favorite '80s movies too. We, you know, I'll probably be up there with like you know we talked about the. Um, our uh guilty pleasure it's just a great movie i don't know if you guys ever seen the movie cocktail or not yeah oh yeah such it's a great oh, movie yes. james have you seen that yes where he's the bartender and i think it's hawaii right and he meets his girlfriend yes because yes. he has he goes on a hiatus because he was a big-time bartender in la uh-huh. and yeah that's that's that that's an amazing film and then you know you yeah, had top gun what else tom Cruise. you know don't risky forget business, business. A risky business no,
2: but don't forget the outsiders yeah. Outsiders, yeah. Yes. Oh God, young. great yeah. book, Very great, better book than movie. But well, that's... yes, but man, I mean, they had that was an all-star cast. Yeah, they had some great Pony great Boy. <laughs> you know, it's stay golden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh um we're
1: talking about scary movies. Uh
3: Lost Boys. Yes, thank you. Lost Boys. That's, Yeah, I, I knew, yeah, where you knew where you where I was going. I knew yeah. where you were going. It was with like it was
1: like the Outsiders, but with, the the, with in, vampires right. and, and maggots in, in your Chinese food. Yeah, the Corey's.
3: Well, mm- you know, in that one too, Stand by Me. Yeah, was, Stand by me, me was a great, of, movie. and that's
1: another actor in the big in the eighties, uh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, he was big.
3: And then, uh, what was his name? River Phoenix was in that movie
2: before his. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you got, James? Uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, that, I've never that's seen that's Pet creepy.
2: Cemetery. That was a creepy. At that time, it was very creepy. I never, no, never seen that. Pet is
0: Cemetery. such a good movie.
1: Is it, it is a good. What scary do you like about
0: movie? it? Uh, the whole backstory of like the Indian. Burial ground and all that kind of stuff was pretty neat. Like and, Poltergeist, yeah, and it was—it was just an awesome movie all the way around. It—it it actually was one of those movies where it—it it grabbed you, and when you watched it, it felt real. It didn't feel, you know, artificial or fabricated. It—it it felt like an authentic type, you know, experience when you watched. You
1: know what my favorite part of Pet Cemetery is? It gave us the greatest ans- ancillary character in the history of South Park ever. The the farmer guy that's ah well they built that on an ancient Indian burial ground <laughs> and you shouldn't go down that road.
3: That guy's <laughs> from Pet Cemetery. Yeah, that's Seriously? the guy that's that, the, that, that the warns the guy
1: that owns the house yeah. in Pet yeah. Cemetery. That's what South Park took that from. Oh, when wow. that episode where he's sitting there talking about like wow, wow yeah you go down that road and they ended up they were fucking all your wives. <laughs> 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 that's that's from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I didn't
0: sorry I didn't know other, any other way to explain that. And the Uh, cat is so freaky in that movie, too. It's crazy.
1: You know, one of the biggest things going on today in 2020 is The Last Dance is one of the biggest documentaries. Um, And we do plan on doing a Locker Room Hype episode about The Last Dance once all 10 episodes air. Uh, But speaking of air, the 80s did give us himself, the GOAT, Mr. Air Jordan. That's right. And I think, you know, being a basketball fan and sports fan, in general, I, I always grew up football was always my first love. But man, Michael Jordan,
0: like everybody loved Michael. Oh, we can all say that Michael Jordan was a staple in our childhood. People that didn't like sports watched Exactly. What, he was what, larger than life, you know. He was he was the ultimate idol if you want to call him that. I mean, he was just one of those guys that he stood the test of time through the eighties and the nineties. And he was always huge wherever he went. He had a huge following
1: before him. What do we have?
0: Like maybe Muhammad
1: Ali. And that was like 20 years, 20 to 30 years before Michael came in to maybe 20, 25 years before Michael came into the NBA. I can't think of that gap in between. I know a lot of people like magic, but I don't think basketball was as popular until Michael Jordan came into the NBA. And it's because he brought something that, you know, the NBA up until that point was a lot of, uh, with the exception of people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Will Chamberlain. Larry Bird. Uh, but that's what I was getting at is a lot of perimeter game. Uh, three-point shooting. I get what you're saying. Shooting outside. Ed Michael would take it to the hole, and like just the dunks that he would perform, the flashiness of him. This this young kid out of North Carolina was just insane. And if you hadn't had a chance to watch The Last Dance yet, even if you were not a sports fan at all um, – you have to, at some point admit you watched Michael Jordan in some capacity and just, just watching that and kind of getting an idea of everything that went down with that team is just, it's phenomenal. And And seeing the
3: rivalry between the Pistons and the bulls, you know,
1: I always knew he didn't like the Pistons. I didn't know he hated Zeke that much though. Like his hatred for Isaiah Thomas. Oh yeah. You can see it. He said, that's why Isaiah Thomas
0: didn't join the dream team, you know, for the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's another big thing about the eighties. Uh, well, no, no, that was the 90s. That was Excuse 90s. me, that, that was 90s. 90s. That was 90s. Had a lot of people from the 80s though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, not a lot of not a lot of new rookies on that.
1: Um, anybody have any more like songs, anything y'all want to talk about as far as music-wise?
0: I mean, wait, we haven't even talked about Michael Jackson. What are we doing? I mean, Michael I is the ultimate face of the ni- of the 80s because He was the Michael Jordan music music, yeah, sure. exactly. He, yeah. he did it all. I
3: remember we had the uh, Michael Jackson moonwalk VHS. And I remember even, even, even now being able to see it. And it was kind of a, like the, a couple of music videos, like smooth criminal music video was on there. The beat it music video was on there, I think. And then it showed concerts and people passing out at his concerts, like young people passing out at his concerts or, and being carried away on stretchers just because they were losing their minds. Like he was a, phenom i mean there's no other word around it like the michael jordan of music he really was
1: yeah and anywhere he went man like it was he was the new beatles oh, he, yeah. everybody wanted a piece of michael everybody <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and his melodies was, were really good yeah too. His, his music was really good but you good.
2: know if you if the big spotlight of michael in the 80s was the thriller Thriller, yeah, thriller. God, that yes. and
1: not just that song, no. but that entire album. The, album, yeah, the whole album, the music was
2: video, everything about Thriller. Was so what was all?
1: It was you had Billy Jean was on Jean. Thriller. Thriller, of course. What else was on that uh, album? Yeah, yeah Beat It. I think it. Beat It was on there. Um, Bad wasn't on there. I don't. I think that was no. Bad was its own album. Yeah. But yeah, he. would like. I don't think it'd be good. it can be said enough. Michael, the Michael Jordan of music. He was. You know, or Michael Jordan is the Michael Jackson of basketball. Like it's, it's synonymous. Interchangeable. Yeah. yeah, and
3: even now, going back and hearing his songs from the 80s, they just flow so well. His melodies mm-hmm. are just spot on, and it, and they're fun songs to sing. I mean, yeah, they're pop, but and that's what it's made for. But they're just fun songs to sing.
1: What's y'all's favorite Michael Jackson song go?
3: Oh man, that is that is. God. I'd have to say "Smooth Criminal." Smooth I girl. really would, but just because I have that attachment to the music video as well, growing
2: up and seeing it on that video. I thought
1: Alien Ant Farm did that first. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: would that um, wasn't a bad cover. I was, was actually pretty song. impressed with I that. I have cover. to
2: go with don't, don't Stop Till You Get Enough. <laughs> T-bom. T-bom. T-bom.
0: T-bom. 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 I'd have to don't go with Beat It. Beat It is my, one of my all time favorites, Michael Jackson. You would. Of course. Ah, Man, I don't know. Like, the music video,
1: too, is fire. I think... Yeah. It's great. I think PYT, Pretty Young Thing. <laughs> That's a great song. <laughs> I
0: want to love you.
1: PYT.
3: Pretty Young
1: Thing. Yeah. It, he didn't put a, out a bad song. No, he didn't. He didn't. Him and Prince, I think they're artists. Um, one of the big things I wanted to talk about, too, talking about the 80s, I looked up today. Can you guys think off the top of your head without looking it up, what is the most overplayed 80s song of all time? 80s song? Just a pure guess? A song. Pure guess. What do you think is the most overplayed like 80s? Like overplayed
3: on the radio or just just over? The most
1: played 80s song of all time.
2: What's up? I got it. I bet you do. Journey, Don't Stop. Yes, me. sir. That is actually
1: number one. That is the most played song from the 80s. And that's why we, we made a Google Doc. And uh, I put all these artists in there. And I was putting... Uh, uh, their songs next to them, their most popular songs next to them, and then when it came time to Journey, I just put Journey. F and pick one. <laughs> <laughs> All their songs are great. I love Journey. Yeah, Journey doesn't make a bad song. Steve Perry, in my opinion, with the exception, I, in my personal opinion, I think the best voices of the eighties are Steve Perry and uh, God. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank right now. Freddie um, Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, those are the two best voices of George the 80s. Michael. George Michael is good. Um, Wham. Uh, yeah, Careless I mean, Whisper. David Bowie. I'm a about, I'm a big uh, uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates fan. Oh, oh Hall and Oates. Good. Hall and Oates. Is Can, great. so I want to try something real quick great. while we're recording this podcast. I still have the number saved in my phone, and let's boy, see if, why are you lying, boy? Let's, let's see if this still works. Uh, I'm gonna call Daryl Hall and no. So there's a phone number that I saw that I got given to me a while back, and it's called Colin Oates. And it's a hotline that you call, and we'll uh, play Oats songs, for for no for no particular reason at all. Let's let's see it. Let's Except for, see for you it. calling Welcome them, wanting to do Oates. it.
3: Your emergency & oats helpline. <laughs> to hear one-on-one, please press one. From <laughs> London. Please
0: press two. To hear Manita, please press three. <laughs> <laughs> Manita. Please press four. Private eyes.
1: And my my favorite one, I think, uh, or I think they change it, but yeah, like you just you hit Sorry, one.
0: Sorry, I didn't get your response. You told he, he me to Play
1: private four. eyes. Press four. An yeah, press four.
3: Error has occurred. Goodbye. Wow. I think I think
1: it gives you one chance, but anyway, it's called Colin Oates. Uh, if anybody wants, if it's having a bad day and you just want to hear some Holland Oates songs, call 719-266-2837 and that is your emergency Colin Oates hotline. <laughs> But yeah, Hall & is fantastic. Rich Girl is probably my favorite Hall & Oates <laughs> Absolutely. song. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we all love the 80s. We're all big fans. We're all born in it. Um, there, We could spend hours and hours talking about Hall & Oates. Um, but one big thing is coming up this weekend. Uh, this weekend is a holiday. Sunday will be Mother's Day. So we wanted to give a shout out to all the moms out there. Thank you for yes. birthing us out of your wombs. And, you know, does anybody have thing they want to say about Mother's Day?
3: I'll give a shout out to my mom, Catherine, who, you know, when when my, um, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that my dad was, uh, was stationed over in Germany and stationed uh, during Desert Storm. And she looked after my two-year-old self and my brother's four-year-old self by herself. Um, she put up with a lot with my brother and I just because we were young boys. And so, I, you know, a mad shout out to her and all the opportunities that I have been given because of her and then a, a another shout out, you know, to my lovely wife and the mother of my children. And you know, you guys have all been in this situation. There was a newfound respect that I had after my wife gave birth that I just, it was a new appreciation and way of loving her. Like what right. she gave me and what she was able to do and create, uh, you know, with me, of course, but you know, she, she raised in her womb. It, it's just, it's just amazing.
2: I like to give a shout out to my mom. You know, she uh, raised three boys, you know, like, like Jared said, you know, my dad was out uh, working on the railroad, a great song, you know, but he really was. (laughs) He was uh, always, you know, providing for the family. And also my mom was working a full-time job too in raising three boys, trying to get us to all of our sporting events and school while he was, you know, gone. And uh, she did a, a magnificent job, amazing job. You know, especially, you know, I know that we got some qualities of my dad, but I think my brothers and I, we got more, a lot more qualities from my mom. And I just want to thank her for, you know, putting up with us, you know, especially through our teenage years and our, you know, our young adult years. But I know that we, she's proud of us and we're proud of her. And we just want to thank her for everything. We love you.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I want to give a shout out to my mom, uh, Jamie Lane. If you're listening to this, uh, sorry for all the bullshit I put you through. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I gave my mom gray hairs for sure. Yeah. Um, my wife, Brianna, uh, I could not raise these kids without you.
0: And I love you and hope you have a great Mother's Day. I want to give a shout out to Estella, my fiance. She's the ultimate mother. She does everything for our kids and she does everything for me. She's the staple of our home, and she's the best mother you could ask for. So I just want to give a shout-out to her and say I love you and thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all you
1: mothers out there. Uh, This is always, like always, has been the Bomb City Locker Room Talk podcast. I am Joseph King.
3: Jared Scott. Aaron Pinyon.
0: James Fairchild.
1: See you later.